Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. The professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and moneroafinancial.com. And tell them Mickey Dude sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic and exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Chuck Fitzgerald, alongside three of my fantastic rotating Mickey Dudes commentators, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, Annie Clark. Annie, how are you this evening? Um, Chris, can you grab my black glass ball? I'm fine. Are you fine? You how sound you? like you're choking a little bit. Do I? Yeah, I do. So Maybe like, that's because I've been stuffing my face for I guess my the question is, time that <laughs> Annie, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? No, it's difficult because, uh, you know, a big part of me doesn't want to dignify that with a response. I could be being but genuine. Then, you're genuinely asking me three times if I'm okay. I I have a, a dependency <laughs> on the the number three. The number three. It's the magic number. The number three. See? It's magic number. It's uh, the number of... What? Remember your Schoolhouse Rock. It is the magic number. The only thing I remember from Schoolhouse Rock is I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol yeah. Hill. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I sing the preamble song quite often. Oh, I remember Mr. Morton. He's the subject of the sentence. Yeah. What the predicate says, he does. We always liked that one. <laughs> so, Annie, is before we move yet? on, uh, what are you eating? <laughs> Not cookie dough from a bucket of cookie dough with a spoon. <laughs> okay, <Not> very that. <laughs> good. All right. Uh, and I don't know how to transition to that. So we're just going to go down to the state of Florida and starting with the voice you've already heard, Dave Koch. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Yo ho, yo ho. Debbie was six of the union sent me. <laughs> Dave, I. Uh, a little bit of behind the curtain here for those of you who are listening. We were ta- discussing about Tim Curry being a professional pirate in Muppet Treasure Island. I really would have preferred if you would have given us a little Tim Curry number. The only time I'll do that is if it's Rocky Horror. I think Muppet Treasure Island trumps Rocky Horror. But anyways, 
rounding out our quartet this evening. Also from the state of Florida, Jeff Williams. Jeff, how are you? Lolly, 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 get your adverb here. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one now, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are fantastic, and it's good to hear that you survived the treacherous walking path from last week. Not not run over by <laughs> a bus, not taken out by an alligator, no falling skyliners. Welcome back for the second week in a row. Yeah, thanks. No, uh, fall. I didn't fall on uh, anybody's random lightsaber either, so we're all good. Oh, yeah, you were being accosted by those two guys with the lightsabers, if I do recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want me to shatter them and see their tears of of uh, agony. I've wasted $97. <laughs> All right. So this week we're going to discuss two things. Well, we're going to have two segments of the show. The first segment is going to be General Hootenanny, um, where we're just going to discuss the goings and comings and comings and goings of the Walt Disney World. And then in the second part of the show... Our co-host Dave is actually going to leave us and abandon us as Jeff goes over and takes us through his preview event of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, where he will have opinions, I'm sure. Cosmic Rerun, I like that better. I mean, it could be. We just discussed the finer points of TikTok, where everything is basically a rerun. Yeah. I actually, I think that's a better name. Cosmic Rerun. I mean, I liked Rerun from the Peanuts gang. Yeah. Wait, isn't that Fat Albert? No. Yeah. Wait, is it? Yeah, it it was Fat Albert. No, it's, no, I'm pretty sure. No. Linus's little brother is Rerun. No. (laughs) No. Hang on. His little brother is... No, no, I am both. Rebar. We are all right. Ah. Both. Rerun Van Pelt is Linus and Lucy's Holy younger cow. brother. Oh, boy. There's a fun so fact for everyone. Their last name is reruns? Van Pelt. So if there's a rerun of a rerun, is that just syndication? Eh. It just sweet, rebooted. Sweet syndication. Uh, one day we'll be in syndication. (laughs) Probably not. All right. So to get things going, I do want to discuss Magic Band Plus 2.0. You forgot to to explain why I'll be leaving you. Oh, Dave doesn't want to be spoiled. Yeah, I'm going I'm going on my preview later this week. Yeah, Dave doesn't want to be spoiled. I'm going in two weeks, so my spoilage is imminent and has actually already happened because I am very indifferent. He's just he's just here for the hootin' Annie. The hootin' Annie. Yeah, so I want to get Annie hoot. Ah. I was thinking more. I was thinking more that she would be Springfield Annie. Hoot 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 hoot. I don't get it. It's a Disney quote now. Yep. No, just because we say it doesn't make it a Disney quote. (laughs) It's totally a Disney quote. (laughs) All right, can we move on to discuss the Magic Band Plus? Hey, you're the boss. It's up to you. That's very fair. And Magic Band Plus was accidentally released a couple of weeks ago and is now coming to the Walt Disney World Resort this summer, which I think is actually in three weeks, if I remember correctly. Um, 
Magic Man Plus, I guess, could best be described as Glow with the Show meets a chargeable Apple Watch. Um, are any of you going to get Magic Man Plus? Annie, we'll start with you. Um, I don't know. Probably, I mean, maybe someday. <laughs> are you going to spend the extra money for it? Or is it just going to be like, all right, well, I've lost all 75 of my Magic Bands and I need something? I'm thinking more if it was something that I thought my child would enjoy, I'd probably go for it. Really? Why not? Well, I mean, y you could also enjoy it. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like that's not something I would enjoy enough to necessarily pay extra for. Okay. Unless it was going to be enjoyed by my child. Okay. Um, All right, sorry, that's not a good enough answer for you, Chuck. Well, you know, I'm very judgmental. I didn't realize you were, like, here to peer pressure people into... I can't believe you're not going to spend more money on Disney crap. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it, Annie. <laughs> uh, Jeff, okay, what... I'll do it. All right, see, it. I knew it would work. All right, Jeff, <laughs> now how can we bully you into buying a Magic Band Plus? <laughs> uh... You would bully me by me watching, saying that there's no way in the world I'm ever going to get this thing and it, until I watch about 30 different TikTok and Instagram and YouTube videos and feel like I'm missing out on life. And I'm sure I'll cave and get one. Okay. Well, I, I do guess that the best way to summarize what it is is the fact that it is Magic Band meets glow with the show right yeah i mean i think it's disney's attempt at doing the harry potter wand um you know it, it was not as much elaborate uh you know spell casting where you have to do shapes but it sounds like you just have to wave your hand but <laughs> uh you know i don't know this is going to be touchy because you're gonna you know the, the volume of people at disney uh you're gonna have like 50 people lined up to wave their hand at, at the Mickey statue, you know, at, at some point in time, that's going to get kind of, you know, overdone. Don't you think? I don't know. But I did, I did see how, you know, you could do special, um, um, special, um, things you can do in galaxy's edge. So maybe, maybe there's something there. I don't know. Well, not only with galaxy's edge, but you could also do special things with the 50th statues. Correct. Maybe. Maybe you're making that up. No, yeah, it's all the statues are supposed to have something, something happen. <laughs> well, what do you, what do you hope for the statues to do? I mean, really, what, I guess, what could it do? I don't know. Well, they're gonna, they're installing speakers at all the statues. I know that. Um, uh, you know, it, will they light up? I don't know. Maybe there'll be some kind of lighting package. Maybe they'll, but... I'll say your name. Be like, yeah, hey, maybe. Jeff. Yeah. You better, Thanks like, for you... coming. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, they got all fifty characters saying something would be phenomenal. I'd <laughs> I'd be tripping on myself to get, um, you know, finding Nori to to say my name. But and whale. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's hard to say in whale. The F is difficult. Yeah, I don't think whales pronounce Fs. <laughs> um, but I get the idea. 
Well, I think the idea is get people to spend more money, right? Yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, will you be giving up any of your existing Magic Band collection to get this Magic Band Plus? Who, me? I don't know anyone. Well, I oh, have to anyone? ask Dave about the first thing, but yeah, same, same thing. That, that means you, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I'm not giving up anything. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Since I moved down here, I don't even use Magic Band. I was going to say, I was going to say, what's a Magic Band? Yeah. Are you guys on Team Apple Watch? I'm on well, team. I pull out my card to. I tap my card to get into the park because there's no need to have a magic band anymore for my fast passes. Right. Okay. So, valid. Yeah, I'm, I'm I actually have, I use my Apple Watch. That's a good point. I have my phone. I don't have an Apple Watch, but I have an iPhone. So sometimes, every now and then, I will use my iPhone to get into the park, and I have. But aside from that. Um, yeah, ever since they kind of got rid of fast passes, you know, if I'm staying on property, yeah, I'll wear a magic band as my key. Um, but aside from that, honestly, I just leave I leave it in the car, and it's there it's there to get into the resort when I have to tap in. Okay, that's so fair. It's it literally stays around my um, emergency brake. Is where my magic band stays. For I'm now. sure there's a joke in there that I can make about. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that a euphemism of some sort? Breaking for an emergency trip to Disney, but I I can't find it. But in answer to the question that you neglected to ask me, I haven't gotten you to you yet, Dave. Yourself. What about you? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. As, as a uh, as a as a uh, local, I never wear. I never buy merch. But these things look kind of cool. I think I might uh, have to go for one. Really? Yeah. Huh. It it just you know it just adds a little bit to the to the magic that is Disney and honestly like right now the way things are, there hasn't really been much magic at Disney. So you know, sometimes it's the little things that kind of just keep people you know in love with the place. And right now I've kind of been a little bit jaded with everything going on there. So if there's something small that can really kind of just bring a little bit more of a little thrill and everything into it, you know, I don't think that that's something that that's, that's too bad. So, you know, I might just, I might just splurge, you know, it won't be something that I'll, I'll do like right away. I'll probably tell myself I have better things to do with my money and it'll probably be something I'll do later on along the line. I'll watch other people do it, but I think eventually, yeah, you know, I might just be like, you know, I'm not in a good mood today and, you know, I need something to just cheer me up. And I might just at this point, I'm like, you know what, my YOLO, so let's get one. Well, then there's the other side of the coin. I agree with you, Dave. But then the other side of the coin is they're rolling out like the generic colored ones right now just to get it out there. You know, I think I feel like. Just like with the other Magic Band, there's going to be a bazillion themed ones. Oh, yeah. So God, I was I mean, such a sucker for those. I bought so I, many. Me that's too. That's why I figured I would also wait for a bit. Because I figured that that's coming down that's coming down the pike eventually anyway. So Right. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't be like, well, first out there to go get one. Well, you have to strike while the iron's hot, Dave. That's how you get the most money from your people. 
All right, does anyone have anything else about Magic Band Plus before we move on to our next discussion? Not next discussion as in Dave, it's time for you to go, but just next news article. <laughs> Get out, Dave. Okay, so we're going to move on. And just a short couple of days ago, I think as we were recording this nine or ten days ago, Disney announced the return of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party for the first time since 2019. This is also the earliest that tickets have ever gone on sale. Uh, oh, wait, never mind. I take that back. Uh, first was a yeah all right whatever um we have the 2021 boobash tickets which was 2021 obviously oh 2022 there we are uh mickey yeah oops uh once again offer mickey's not so scary halloween party prices are ranging for this event from 109 dollars to 199 dollars per person that is, on average, 45% higher than you were paying in 2019. Um, for the cheapest night in 2019, it was $79. For the cheapest night this year, it is $109, which is a 38% increase. And if you want to be in Magic in the Magic Kingdom on October 31st, your price increase goes from $135 to $199. Can any of you justify $200 for an after-hours party inside Magic Kingdom? And for what it's worth, it is just Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party. So, Dave, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this, I guess, kind of rapid and egregious price increase coming from Disney? Well, you know, it's the price increases are just things that people are going to continue to pay for. And as a result of that, people, it's going to just keep happening. And in this case, because I love Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, I'm going to be part of the problem. So I will be getting a ticket no matter what as far as that. So, well, I don't know. when will but you I'm go? Because go I'm ahead. probably going to go in August. So dates for August range for start on the 12th, which is a very early start to Halloween. However, you know, it's Florida and the price on August 12th will be the same price on, or the same temperature, excuse me, on August 12th will be the same as on October 31st, um, 900 degrees. November. What was that? Thinking about people who are coming and who would want to go. I'm thinking probably September would probably be my time for it. Well, for September, there are 3, 6, 9, 12, 13 days. Unlucky number. August only has 6, and October has 3, 6. Oh, you could go on my birthday. 9, 12, 15, 18 days. So plenty of options for you to go. But at as an annual pass holder, you do get $10 off on select days, so maybe that'll make it easier for you yeah but i usually try to go on a cast member rate that's fair annie what about you are you going to be in any way shape or form inclined to visit mickey's not so scary halloween party this year um probably not but i don't know is it the price or is it just general malaise um 
I don't know. I don't know, honestly. We're talking about a trip around that time. If I go and the party is going, I can't imagine that we would just not go unless it's, you know, sold out already. But so I don't know. I guess I guess if I'm there, I would probably go. Yeah. If I'm not there, then I will not go. Well, that's a bold statement, Annie. Thank you. You're welcome. And Jeff, as our resident local boots on the ground and ear to the world, as it were. What about Wait, you? Wait, what am I then? Well, I mean, <laughs> you're the other ear. Mickey's got two ears. <laughs> like, Jeff's got, like, the the uh, the Gertie section of the Hidden Mickey in Hollywood Studios. And, Dave, you're the, like, other eyes or the other ear section. Okay. You're both our Hidden Mickeys. How about that? <laughs> All right, Jeff, what about you? Well, the one thing that bothers me is they never really committed to a um, fireworks show. They haven't mentioned anything along those lines. You know, they're bringing it back, that, but are they bringing back Hell Wishes or not? You know, that's obviously excluding that announcement makes me feel like that's that's a no, you know, no go on those. So I don't I don't know what that's what's going on. I mean, I would go to the. Uh, parties, not so scary parties for the parade and the fireworks. And now I'm hearing the parade's going to be truncated because it's just so hard to, to hire um, good help these days. No, it's so hard to hire back the, people. Yeah. <laughs> they can't find a good headless person to save their lives. Um, they can't uh, get all these entertainers uh, lined up for something like this. Um, that's the word on the street anyway, but there's, there's no, uh, Merida in, uh, festival of fantasy. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I said I wouldn't go to the, uh, in- interim, um, after hours thing and I end up caving and going to that one just to, <laughs> I don't know. And I, I regretted it, but you know, so who knows? See, I, did, go to I loved one. every minute of it. Oh yeah, I did both Christmas and Halloween, and but you know what? I also paid for my own ticket, and I went with friends, and we all paid for our own tickets. I was not paying for a family of four to go. So, right it, there is that. There is that. If you know, if I had family at that moment, and you know, it, would it have been worth it for you know, when it's one person paying for straight through? No, not at all. Yeah. So I got to be fair as far as that. You, you know, know, I go ahead. Jeff. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I was gonna say uh, the last time I went to a not so scary, um, one of the main draws for me was the Jack Skellington uh, little puppet show up front, um, and it got it was so overwhelming, overwhelming with crowds that I I saw it from probably I don't know. 50 yards away, something like that. I mean, it was just so hard to see anything. The puppet is not that big. So I think the puppet's back. I'm not sure. I can't get a confirmation, but um, that may be a reason for me to go, just to maybe get another chance at seeing that. Well, it's interesting that you you mentioned that because after you mentioned the fireworks, um... I started to look, and you do have the Headless Horsewoman. They were able to find one to save their lives, um, who will <laughs> ride through the park to kick off the Booty You Halloween Parade. Trick or Treating will return, sponsored by Mars. 
Um, it is going to include a 50th anniversary celebration and Halloween design on the bag. Uh, the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular stage show will be at Cinderella's Castle. There'll be meet and greets with characters in their Halloween costumes. Overlays will return to Space Mountain, Mad Tea Party, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. The Pumpkin King himself, Jack Skeleton, will host Disney's Not-So-Spooky Spectacular. And that concerns me because that is not Hollow Wishes. Disney oh, yeah. loves to use the word spectacular for their fireworks show. Right. This is not Hollow Wishes, ladies and gentlemen. And you also get uh, theme food and beverage offerings. And guests can also enjoy event-exclusive step-in photo opportunities. And in addition to the reusable trick-or-treat tote bag, guests will also receive a Halloween-themed 50th anniversary celebration commemorative print. So that fireworks show, hosted by Jack Skellington, does not bode well for the meet and greet for Jack Skellington, but I, I, fig I think that that's such an easy one for them to do, potentially, that that would um, continue, at least for your sake, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I don't plan on going, but who knows? You say <laughs> that now, but we all know that you're going to go. Right. <laughs> you're going exactly. to meet Dave there one day, you're going to say his name three times, and he's going to show up. <laughs> that's right. That's actually my plan for meeting Dave while I'm in the, the parks in a couple Perfect. of weeks. Um, other than that, I think that's all the news. Like it's so it, it's very interesting right now in the Disney news world and community. Um, there's not a ton of news that doesn't involve upcharge events. Um, the most interesting thing that I found while doing some show prep for this is the new 50th anniversary polo shirt that I may or may not buy. Swanky. It's $70. Ouch. I, I don't get it. Um, so let's you can turn find more expensive shirts than that on the cruise. Thanks, Annie. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh -huh. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend a ton of money on shirts and stuff like that because I'm very particular about my Disney fandom. Um, I'm not wearing the Mickey Mouse ears to work, so I, I don't know that I'm gonna be wearing this polo for anywhere. And I wear okay. even fewer Hawaiian-themed or tr cruise shirts. Uh, so do you guys have anything that you would like to add for news and general discussion during the news hoot nanny? <laughs> no? Okay. Hoot nanny. Um, no, I don't. I, I wish I had something, but everything <laughs> seems to be circling around. Um, uh, the 50th kind of trying to get an injection with they had the media event i was listening to some audio from that um it sounds like they're injecting some more energy in, into the like the last half of it or you know trying to get some more uh, momentum going with it um so i don't know maybe this will pan out to be an, an excuse for me to buy a lot more of the snacks <laughs> but i was looking at some of the snack offerings there's some pretty crazy ones um but uh, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. Disney's kind of like, hey, don't forget the 50th. 
celebration. Hey, don't forget we dropped the ball on this, so we're going to try to make it up to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Annie, anything you'd like to add about the news and happening oh, Scoot Annie? Dave, is your name Annie? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? After Dave interrupted. Are you okay? I'm fine. All right, you're fine. Great. I'm amazing. All right, so do you have anything to add so we can go to uh, Dave? Um, no, but I'm a little burned out on all the Hocus Pocus hype. I'll just say that. The Hocus Pocus (laughs) Hootenanny? Yeah, they did. uh, Who did they bring out to announce some of that stuff? Billy Madison? No, that's not right. Yeah, it's Billy Madison. (laughs) Adam Sandler. Uh, It was the skinny guy. It was the skinny guy from uh, that played the um, the undead. Yeah, Billy. Guy. The Billy guy yeah. who had his lips sewed up, right? Yeah. Billy, Billy Butcherson. <laughs> Is that his name? I believe so. How did now you not win at trivia? The character name, I mean. Genius. I, did, I mean, I did once. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah, I'm a little uh, a little burned out on that. I mean, like, cause it's a, I really like that movie and everything, but, like, let's not pretend that it's like... <laughs> the greatest movie ever. I mean, it was 30 years ago. It was the greatest movie ever 30 years ago? I don't know about that, even. But is that really news? What, what? that I'm burned out on Hocus Pocus? It could be. Yeah. It's news to somebody. It's news to I'm me. Just I just love busting on Addie, that's why. <laughs> it's news to Plus me. I was also banking on she wouldn't have any news. Well, that is news. It is news. What about the NBA experience thing? This news. Oh, that's oh, going boy. to Star Wars, right? Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Well, no one cared about NBA, NBA experience so much that I literally forgot that it even existed and is now going to Star Wars experience, which I could also not care less about. Ditto. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so irritated with Disney and Star Wars right now. I'm basically like, giving them the silent treatment when I come to Star Wars. And I'm sure it's really burning. Chapek. I've heard, you know, I've heard Bobby Chapek talk about it. I think he's noticed. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what I have to do to get this lady to like Star Wars again. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Me and who? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. They, they, I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm trying to think what they could do to make me like Star Wars again. They, the rise of Star of rise of Skywalker, <laughs> rise of Skywalker was just such a burn. It burned me good, and I won't soon forget what they did. Anyway, that's not news. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, if they would uh, do just give in and just jump in on full on Mandalorian in uh, Galaxy's Edge, I think that would be phenomenal, but they kind of tiptoe around it. The timing is not there. The timing that this was after the Mandalorian that the Black Spire Outpost came about. Yeah, I know. I mean, if they just, like, they could do anything they want, you know? They they could rewrite rewrite the whole script if they wanted to. You all may as well be speaking Latin. (laughs) (laughs) Or Arabesh. See, I, I get that. I don't understand the story. 
I don't, it's not that I don't understand. Maybe it's I don't care. Anyways, Dave, what news and happenings do you have in our news and happenings nanny? Fantasmic is dropping Pocahontas and going for a whole new sequence. Huh. A whole new sequence. <laughs> I love that song. That is... And I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, yes, Pocahontas had to go. It was just... It was just time, but there was something about that scene. I always smile when you would hear dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. There was just something about it that just always brought a smile to my face. Oh, but and my favorite part is when he goes, hey, nanny, nanny, hey, nanny, nanny. <laughs> <laughs> but just, but, but. I mean, it was it was time to get it was time to bring something more current than Pocahontas in. I understand why they did it, but at the same time, ooh, it stings me too. But I I am excited to see what they do with Phantasmic because Phantasmic is my all time favorite show. You think Out it's just? Old... Did we get a confirmation, Dave, of uh, what what the scene's gonna? No. They just yeah. Disney has just said that, that there's going to be a whole new scene. Yeah, I bet. Be I, I, I've got a gut feeling it was going to be like all 100% Coco. And now I wonder if they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we got to get Encanto in here ASAP. I was just yeah. about to say, if it's freaking we don't talk about Bruno, I'm <laughs> going yeah. to die. Annie, the only, the we don't talk about, about that. that. The, the only thing about that is it's it, that part that part of the show it's supposed to be a um, it's supposed to be an action sequence. Yeah. So there's really no uh, unless the whole, unless they're gonna build the casita and then watch the casita crumble every night. <laughs> I really don't see how they can actually put uh, Encanto in on that scene. Projection well, mapping. Um, the pressure song maybe. Well, Lin Manuel Miranda keeps talking about how they're going to make like an Encanto ride. So, yeah, that's right. He seems very confidently sure that that's happening. The way yeah, he talks. He, yeah, watch he negotiated it. Oh God. Well, What'd anyway, he's saying that they would like give him lip service to Asia instead, but. Yeah. Uh. But. Yeah, he negotiated that he wouldn't do an Encanto 2 unless there's a ride based on it. And um, that's why I'm speculating this Tarzan treehouse in Disneyland is going to be like, oh, we, we we got you covered, buddy. Here's a, here's your Encanto treehouse. They should make uh, Tower of Terror into a <laughs> giant, giant casita. <laughs> that throws you to the ground. <laughs> you know, I don't like you saying that because that's a little bit too close to what I bet you is going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. At this point, like, they do, everything they do is not what I want them to do. So, I, <laughs> Right. I wouldn't, nothing would surprise me. Yeah. Grumble, grumble. That's concerning. Okay, so that's... That's going to wrap up our news and happenings, Nanny. For those of you that do not want to be spoiled about the Guardians of the Galaxy re Rewind, thank you for joining us. Dave, that includes you. But before we go, Dave, where can people find you 
on the interwebs. You can find me on the Instagram at Pigments Reality. All right, for those of you that are rejoining us on the other side of the break here, thank you for sticking with us. This is all going to be about the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. We'll see how lucky I get and how clever I get with my editing. We did pause for effect there. Um, maybe I could find some Guardians of the Galaxy music. However, Jeff, you have ridden how many times on uh, Cosmic Rewind? Uh, I got to ride it three times. Three times, and it's not even open yet. What a guy! So give <laughs> us your uh, give us your review. Because well, Bob Chapek loves our show, man. Yeah, Jeff did use our media pass. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we can call it Cosmic Rerun if you want. That's fine. By well, the way, I found actually, out, I do yeah. have a question about the. Okay. I have a question before we get into your review. So. Okay, Siri, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yeah, it's great. Ellen's, any advent- Ellen's Energy Adventure, which Cosmic Rewind is taking the place of, correct? Yeah. It was not built for an exterior queue. Oh, I heard about this, yeah. Did that continue? Like, is there any interior queuing space? And if this line goes into astronomical orbit, t- orbital times, get it? Space, Gale? All right. Anyways, uh, are you just going to be standing outside? Yeah, all right, so that's a good point. I mean, I the queue is definitely not like, you know, when they designed the Flight of Passage, uh, it's anywhere from five to six hours of an inside queue. But maybe inside and outside, I guess. But I think it was mostly inside queue. Well, there's no way this, there's any five-hour queue in here. But then again, at the start of this um, thing, they've already said that it's going to be virtual, um, you know, virtual queuing only. So uh, I've heard people on the street saying oh give it time it'll it'll you know be regular queuing um it's just how they sort the system out at the beginning um but you're not the first person that's told me this and there's no way that they could hold a a, you know a half a day of people inside this thing The, the queue is is just not set up that way um the ride takes up so much space you know that I, it makes me wonder about that the more you talk about it because I don't, I don't know if it could handle um, like a five-hour queue. So I, that's just my gut feeling. I bet it could hold like maybe a two-hour queue or something like that. But beyond that, like on a on peak times, I, I just don't have I don't I don't see how they can get away with not having a virtual uh, you know virtual queue only. But that, anyway, that's a good point. Okay, so I'm just going to turn it over to you at this point because that was really my only question. I'll have more uh, as you go through. Um, so take it away, Jeff. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to go into a, a ton of detail on on um, the ride system, but like the ride history and all the stuff. Um, but I will give you uh, some brief stuff, I guess. But um, 
I think I've listened to enough stuff, and uh, I did I did all the spoilers for my own self too. So yeah, I'm all about the spoilers. I thought about this today when you said we were going to record this. I thought about instead of a spoiler and a non-spoiler section, there should be a cynical and a non-cynical review of of this this ride. <laughs> Um, it, it, that's probably more appropriate, but um, so it's going to be hard for me to be like, uh, you know, of, t- of two minds here, trying to keep it, keep it without being too cynical. But um, but if I try to be an upbeat, I'll try to be as upbeat as I can on oh, it. Oh, you know? I want the cynicism. I'm here <laughs> for cynical Jeff. You embrace the cynicism. Um, well, that's that's like I guess that'd be the step. Step one is is this not really planning for an extended queue, um, traditional extended queue. Like I mean, I've seen test tracks on New Year's Eve, uh, test track times. At, we've all seen it, you know, four hour waits. You know, it's crazy. It's gonna happen, right? And so I don't know. I just don't see how this is gonna absorb that many people, but. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how how it goes. Um, but so if you if you step out, step aside, and assume, you know, a lot of us are kind of really negative on bringing Marvel into into this. Um, first off, there's no Marvel branding. I think we had talked about how that's uh, a no no. I, I think they have to kind of dance around that because of the Universal uh, negotiations or the new Universal contract. Um, so they, they definitely don't say anything about Marvel or Marvel branding. Um, and uh, so it's literally the wonders of Xandar Pavilion. Um, it's it's kind of, they set the whole thing up as being like uh, a World Showcase Pavilion for alien race. Um, so it's trying to be a little ed- edutainment, edutainment, is that what they call it? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's what it used to be. Right, so they're trying to maintain that edutainment uh, vibe like, throughout the queue. They're just like, I feel like it's just like they're just like there now. Nobody can complain that this doesn't fit here. They're <laughs> nerds. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what's funny is I listened to an Imagineer um, interview about this, and if you're familiar with any of the Marvel movies, or especially the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, there's there's a, a warship out front um, from the Nova Corps. I forgot the name of the ship, but basically it's like, if you ever see the movie, the Nova Corps is their military that, you know, of the Xandar, uh, Zandarians? I don't know. Xandar uh, Zandanites. And I believe uh, it's called the Halcyon. Okay. I'll believe whatever you told me, so. <laughs> don't, um, don't believe that, anybody. <laughs> um yeah can you ha- imagine a trip uh they need to have a dedicated hotel um about xandar but um anyway no they um they try to and i think it's timing this is just my gut feeling but because there's a war going on they try to do a positive spin that this warship out front is supposed to represent peace <laughs> uh <laughs> I can't believe they came out and said that without, you know, cracking a, a you know, giggling. But Jeff, I believe uh, the word you're looking for is propaganda. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, because it's representing peaks, because it's, you know, it, it represents them not needing these warships anymore for some reason. Anyway, um, 
they tried their hardest to spin it. But basically, it's the giant. You know, anytime you go to anywhere our bases, we got giant planes and things out in front of them. It's not like, you know, they're not showing that to represent peace. That's for sure. But, um, but anyway, it's a cool looking ship, and then that's that's it's like their icon uh, in front of the um, in front of the pavilion. But uh, I, I was at D23 when they when they rolled this this baby out and started talking about it, which incidentally it took them five years to make this thing. Um, so I know there's some COVID stuff lagging in there, and also there was a problem with you know um, what's the director's name again? I always forget. Michael Bay. Um, yeah, Michael Bay. That's Is that right. right? Don't believe that uh, either. <laughs> James Cameron. Michael, did you say Michael yeah. Beck? Yeah, uh, yeah. I no, I did not James say Cameron. Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> James um, Gunn. James Gunn, yeah. James Gunn, uh, very, uh, he's got a, a sordid past where he, he did some social media uh, faux pas. And, um, a sordid past. Yeah. And, yeah, and Dis- yeah, so he got canceled, right, by Disney. It was one of the early cancels um, that ha- to happen. Um, and Disney's like, yeah, well, you, we don't put up with this kind of crap. Uh, you're out of here, buddy. And then every actor on the show stood with James Gunn and said, we're never, you know, we're quitting. We're not going to do the movie if he's not doing it. And then and then Disney goes, oh, what a, what a, what a, what? And then, uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> they had to do some fancy tap dancing uh, to try to work their magic to get James Gunn back. And then by then, James Gunn already accepted, uh, you know, the Suicide Squad um, movies. They're like, fine, I'll come back. But, you know, it's going to be a couple years. And so they had to wait for James Gunn to come back to film the footage for this ride, which is such a tiny, tiny little bit of footage. But it's like, you know, they had all get geared up and do this footage um, for this thing. Um, but anyway, um, one thing that nobody's even talking about, I guess, in all the reviews and all the stuff I've read, when they rolled this thing out, they showed people out front, like Zendarians or whatever you want to say, you know, and Groot and Rocket Raccoon meet and greets out front, you know. So I don't know if they're planning on doing this eventually. I mean, I can just see it'd be perfect location to like throw a Groot in there. Um but I don't know how that plays with the whole uh, universal stuff. But um, uh, when they do the media event, they had um, they had uh, Star Lord and um, oh, the, oh, I'm so bad at this stuff. Uh-huh. Star Lord and Gamora uh, out front talking to the media people. So I don't know if that's just like. You know, a media thing, or if they plan on like having them out there. So, they are uh, Jeff, I have another question. Yeah, you said Gamora, right? Yeah. Is her media coverage? Uh, is that show called Gamora America? <laughs> no, that would be genius. Dude, but what? Up, that was that was grade A comedy, there, Annie. <laughs> I didn't need the the sigh of disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they have all these kind characters. of pun and not expect a groan. <laughs> they have these characters out of Mission Breakout in DCA, but that's, like I said, they can do anything they want over there. But on this side of the Mississippi, they there's like limitations. So I don't know what's going down with that stuff. 
Um, but if there's not something going on, there's like it's a ginormous area out front of this pavilion. I just feel like it'd be a wasted space. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something future planned or just like something out in that area. Cause it's just this giant, I don't know, courtyard uh, leading up to this pavilion. But um, anyway, the pavilion has a lightning lane, just like like we expected. Um, the lightning lane will get. I did both cues. Uh, the lightning lane uh, is just like Rise of the Resistance lightning lane, where you don't miss any of the pre-shows. Um, I, I love that uh, a lot because um, it bums me out when you know, like fast passes skip the pre-shows. I mean, it, part of me kind of, you know, that'd be kind of. It's cool when you don't want to do the pre-shows, but obviously, if you're you really want to see them for the first time, then that's that's your way of doing it. That's awesome, but the the queue is full of like all kinds of um, look what Xandar, you know, the planet Xandar has done, you know, all these crazy uh, planning, uh, city planning things, and the way they do energy, and you know, they really emphasize energy, 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 you know, just like you know, Ellen's universe of energy was there, um, and. Um, they uh, they kind of introduce the characters to you, um, like you're not used to seeing those. By the way, the uh, we had a well, I was with some kids, and um, it's a touchy situation because the kids had no clue about Guardians of the Galaxy because it's it's not really a, a movie series for kids, you know. Um, even though they call this a family coaster, um, it, you know, if you're trying to prep your kids for this thing, it's not a kids it's not kids movies, you know. So. I thought that was kind of touchy. It's like, we're, how do you tell these kids, you know, like, this is what they do and this is, you know, who they are. And, um, so that was kind of rough, but, um, but the queue's fairly benign. I mean, it's, it's very, you know, it kind of instills, it's, I'll just flat out say it. It's kind of boring, you know, um, there is a, a giant room that you enter at the very beginning that has a overhead, uh, projected, um, show that kind of I think somebody had said it's 30 minutes uh, of different loops I think something like 13 different short loops of uh, um, different things they talk about like they showed Xandar has three sons um, you know just stuff like that it, it, it's kind of like giving you a little uh, history of, of Xandar and what where they've been and what you know where they're headed um which is kind of funny. We're supposed to be really interested in, you know, in, in <laughs> uh, invested in this Xandar, these Xandar people. And it really is hard to like find, invest yourself into this culture when it's a, just a fictional culture. <laughs> but um, they, they try to tie it all together by saying, look, you know, you guys had this Walt Disney who wanted to make this, you know, uh, prototype city of uh, tomorrow. Um, we did the same thing. We, you know, we made this, our cities, uh, you know, very futuristic and, uh, about, uh, transportation centered and communication. And anyway, it was just kind of, kind of really funny how they try to tie it all together. But anyway, so you get into a holding area, um, and the whole, and then the holding area launches you into pre-show number one <laughs> um and then if you're familiar with the guard any of you even seen the guardians movies at all or i have yeah 
All right, great. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some, the few Marvel movies that I will watch. Yeah, I like. I don't know I like why. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Pride Cards are irre, 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 irrelevant. Irre, no. Irreverent. Irreverent. They're not irrelevant. They're irreverent. Um, <laughs> they uh, the first uh, pre-show you get is Glenn Close as the I think Nova Nova Prime or uh, the their top you know, top person. Uh, she gives you this really cool um, uh, kind of introduction. Um, I got to see that about, even though I'd only rode the ride three times, I got to see that four times. Uh, anyway, because it broke down one time for about an hour. But they, uh, it, it does introduce some interesting, because it's, it's this giant wide screen that covers the entire room. And it has a very interesting technology that that has layered uh, 3D. Um, I'm all about the te- you know the the audio visuals, and I don't I haven't heard anybody talk about that. But I just studied that over and over. There's some really cool way that they have these layered uh, images, uh, so it's like 3D without the glasses, if that if you know what I mean. Um, I was impressed with that a lot, actually. Um, and then you go into the next pre-show room, um, and that's where they introduce. Um, uh, no, that they they introduced uh, Terry Crews also. I think in that that room as well. And he gives you the that was like a last-minute surprise addition, um, which I'm guessing it's a surprise because he's in the third movie. Is it's just a gut feeling of mine. Once again, I've just a something I'm feeling, but. Um, the, in general, and I've heard other people say this, and I, I concur, the acting on these, uh, this ride is really bad. Um, even the people that are playing the Guardians are just like, it feels like they're literally just reading cue cards. And I'm like, I don't know if it, they had to slap it together so fast and it's just awkward or, or if James Gunn, I've read James Gunn's script for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's phenomenal. Um, and I, I've really looked up to him as far as his, his screenplay writing skills are. And uh, I just feel like he has probably like, you know, um, has clipped his wings quite a bit because this is supposed to be a family friendly um, thing. But they, um, uh, but anyway, Terry Crews says this weird uh, introduction. Um, he's kind of like, a, I don't know his role in the, in the Nova Corps, the the military structure, but he uh, he's a leader um, of some kind. But anyway, he he kind of tells you the rules. You know how they kind of sneak in the rules at some point, and well, he kind of tells you the rules, and he gets you know stern with us, to make sure we're not going to be filming it. And whereas apparently people aren't scared of Terry Crews because uh, or the fictional Terry Crews because um, Chuck already sent me a full ride through of the the thing off TikTok, so <laughs> Chuck tends to find things on the internet. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They aren't scared of no Terry Crews. Um, anyway, but he flat out says, you know, put away your recording devices. So um, maybe I I don't know if they're being flexible now or if, you know there's nothing to do about it. But um, obviously, the Disney probably can't do cover everybody without doing the full on universal trick where you have to put everything out of your pockets and, you know, into lockers, which Disney just hasn't ever done that. Um, but the second 
the second room with the pre-show has some some fanfare some interesting uh you know um technology where they they kind of do some some cool stuff so you guys you guys will can relate to this one so you know imagination uh ride with uh figment you know in that last room i I love that last you know the last room where they like you feel like you're just in this like tiny little room and they blast you with air and then flash the lights yeah and then all of a sudden it's a gigantic cavernous you know room that you're in um, yeah. They do. They do the exact same thing in in the second pre-show. Um, so I really like that a lot. It's it's really cool. It's a little bit of their Disney magic. That's probably the the coolest Disney magic on the entire ride. I think is that second pre-show room. But um, that's just my opinion. But they, uh, you know, they they op- this thing opens up really big. It, you don't realize it happened. It's almost like they they. Um, you know, like I said, like it's magic, but they um, you they go over the rules. They say what's going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, all the all the uh, stuff hits the fan, and you know, this giant uh, celestial being comes in and says, uh, "I think his name's Isan." Um, uh, once again, this is really tough stuff, man. It's like they introduced this Isan guy on like the Eternals, so it's almost like you'd have to have seen the Eternals movie and no backstories and uh so many stuff but anyway he basically says he thinks earth you know earth people are we're called terrans we think the terrans all screwed up and he's gonna you know erase time because he didn't ever explain what we did wrong he just says we didn't we you know (laughs) we're no good we're a bunch of no good nicks uh he's gotta fix the problem um anyway so you don't know what's going on but basically he's like erases the time and jumps through some kind of wormhole that he created he stole this um this like generator thing like i said i don't remember all the terminology but um but then all of a sudden although you know it's emergency emergency where they figured out a way to have us follow him a rocket raccoon like calculated something really fast and he's um uh, somebody i was with actually noticed something that that i never noticed before but when rocket raccoon he does this little spiel like i i I figured out a way that we can fix this problem but we everybody has to you know jump on this this um transport device and and follow um follow that guy and uh, that's the only way we can do it and and then he looks down and i didn't realize this because i didn't have my glasses on but they said it's at the bottom of his little uh, iPad that he's holding that he shows the screen. It said chance of success 0.02 percent, <laughs> and uh, that's good enough. The, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the thing, uh, they ask him, you know, are you sure this is going to work? I think it was Terry Crews asked him. He goes, he looks down, and goes, yeah, yeah, I think it'll work. <laughs> so the, I thought that was a little cool little uh, insider thing, but if you're paying attention, but um. Anyway, so we're like rushed whisked out of there. And this is interesting because this from here on out, it feels very much if you've ever ridden Disneyland, um, like Space Mountain at Disneyland, Hyperspace Mountain to be exact. Um, the, the queuing feels like the Space Mountain at Disneyland from here on out. It's um, you're kind of elevated. You're looking down on top of the the uh, the, the trains, I guess, if you want to call them that, because I guess they're it's technically what a uh 
coasters called trains, but you're looking down on top of them like you're you're going to come down to them, and then um, you come down uh, and and get on. I guess Big Thunder Mountain Railroad does it too, but um, you come down and you get, you get they split the queue up into two different sides. Uh, I guess for faster loading, that's another little feel like Big Thunder Mountain or or I guess and uh, Space Mountain in Disneyland does the same thing. But the reason it gives me Space Mountain in Disneyland vibes is it's two by two. Um, you you set two by two, and then each little car is uh, of the train uh, holds four people, and they're all. Um, if you haven't seen or heard any of these by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure you've already. You don't mind about spoilers, but you basically all your little cars. It's brand new technology where they're all like spin independently each other so you don't know which direction you're you're gonna end up really looking but you're all connected on on one train but they all spin and um so you start out looking one direction that doesn't mean you're gonna like like for instance if you think you're getting in the the back of the of this train you're like i you know it ends up being the front row um so and vice versa the front row becomes the back row and yeah and that's that's a big part of the whole secret beginning because you you get launched backwards and then they rotate you so you never you know it's it's, it's going to be fun i think yeah, i think it'd be fun to like do the front row and the back row just to see the different perspectives but um but anyway uh, i don't think you're really gonna uh, matter either way i think because the fact that they spin you they they're calling it uh an omni coaster yeah, so it's it's beckons uh, calls back to the the haunted mansion uh omni omni mover kind of style where they're all like shells so it's very similar to that where they're rotating you to the scenes um but that brings up the next thing um so this coaster as as you're trying to hurry up and follow this this uh, celestial eson and you're trying to you know stop him um they play six random songs so it makes it a party scene um, I got to hear two of the songs, two of the songs repeated, but I got the songs I heard were, um, tears for the one I wanted to hear, which was my favorite song when I was a teenager was, uh, everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. And I loved it. I'm like, Oh my God, my favorite. And then, um, another song they played when I wrote it was uh, September, which is, you know, a hype a very hype, uh, song, um, it is a blast. I mean, it, it kind of instills that party vibe to it. Um, and they're cracking jokes, you know, this just Guardians of the Galaxy fashion. I, I could barely hear the jokes. Uh, the people I was with had to tell me what some of the jokes were because um, another side effect of this is I'm taller, so I'm further away from the speakers, the in-car in speakers. So I kind of I had a hard time really hearing um all the verbiage they were saying they constantly talking to you but they're also cranking that music so i was like i don't know it's just really it's kind of hit and miss with me on that on the whole um all the jokes but once some of the people told me some of the jokes they're pretty good um some throwbacks to, i guess uh, ellen's universe of energy was in there um i think they said the ding dang uh, instead of the big big bang so that was kind of cool um but uh but anyway, the coaster is phenomenal. It's, you'll come off with a huge smile on your face. Um, it's very exciting. Um, somebody had said it's a cross between rock and roller coaster and um, Expedition Everest, and I, I think it's a good, good uh, 
you know, a good example of both those kind of thing. There's no like huge drop like uh, Expedition Everest, but you do get a launch. It's very similar. I mean, it's not as fast as Rock and Roll Coaster, but uh, you do get launched. And then um, the fact that you they induce this weird and it's hard to say it's not like spinning, but it's like turning you. But just a little bit of turning that they do can add adds a little bit more of those side G's. So uh, the last two loops uh, that you come out, um, one one loop you're going around the moon, so basically you're arriving back home. Uh, one loop you go around the moon, and then another loop you go around Earth. And both those, they have you looking inside the circle that you're looping around. But just that process of doing that gives you this massive side... Um, g-force that you feel that gives you a little bit of a spinning feel and i that's why i think some people come off nauseous um when we first the very first time i wrote it there was a lady sitting on the stairs like they were giving her water so obviously she got ill from it <laughs> so you know it's there's potential there you know to get ill apparently um but you know we nervous i know exactly <laughs> Um, but you know, a lot of people, I, I wrote it three times. And so if you talk about a spinning ride, the, the ride, um, uh, if you, if you go to, um, Universal Studios Islands of Adventure, um, their Harry Potter, um, Forbidden Journey ride, um, just one time, I think we had unfettered access to it and, you know, let's go ride, 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 ride. And we, you know, we thought we were just going to ride it a bunch of times. And me and my daughter, we rode it three times and we came off woozy. Like, well, that's our, definitely our limit, you know, three times. And I feel like the same thing with this, like three times felt like my limit. Like, you know, I don't, I don't feel so great after three, three times on this thing in a row, you know? So, uh, it definitely will get, I think it gets to you after a while. Um, but you know, I don't know if it, it's something they can tame down or if they just, they like, but I wouldn't want it tamed down. You know, I want it to stay thrilling like, like it is. Um, but once again, they call it a family coaster. Uh, it's what we had to convince one of the kids, you know, it's like, look, it's a family coaster, you know, and they, uh, one of the kids was like one and done, never want to ride it ever again. Uh, one of the kids refused to ride it and, you know, we're like, come on, you know, one time, give us one for the, you know, for the team. Um, super scared, but once they wrote it, it's like their favorite ride. So you just never know what's going to happen. You know, it's like because it's not a traditional coaster, you don't get to see it. You just, yeah. So it's stuff feeds on your psyche. You know, all the fear. Um, but anyway, as you're going through this this whole ride, there's screens everywhere. There's no practical effects. Um, so there's definitely, there's no animatronics, you know, nothing like that. Just these giant wide screens that you're following. They have you rotate through the, the entire movement of the screen. So you're, you're kind of following the, what's go, playing on, playing out as you're fighting this, this giant celestial being. But they, um, I think the one thing that, that gave, that gave me vibes about this. And if you've ever ridden the mummy and once again, call back to the universal, but if you've ever read The Mummy, it gave me a lot of mummy vibes um, um, where you're kind of like following the, the, the mummy and and um, 
you know trying to beat this mummy the whole time and and it had a launch as well and um but you know all in all i mean you come off of it everybody's really excited and pumped so uh the teenagers seem to just be just super jazzed about it so i mean it i think they must they hit a home run for that that scenario you know like making everybody super excited to, to want to ride it again but um as far as like old school Epcot, I mean, I have no idea how they tied this in. You know, it's just crazy. Um, there's going to be, uh, I'm sure, a lot of people, old Epcotters, that are just still uh, grousing about about the uh, addition of this pavilion. But you know, it is what it is, I guess, as they say. <laughs> um, but I don't know if you guys have any questions, like specific specific questions about the ride or. Um, I don't have any specific questions about the ride, but I do want you to go into full cynic mode. Yeah, <laughs> full cynic mode. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's not like you know, it's still um, it's basically like rock and roller coaster. It's like you, like they double the length of rock and roller coaster, which is is that may sound i mean it's basically just a still when it comes to it it's just all they did was add screens to a rock and roller coaster um so i you i step back and wonder what you know what did they pay for because i i hear 300 400 million dollar you know um how, how much this cost um you know i just i i guess i i step away going well i don't feel any better than i do if i ride rock and roller coaster um, you know, I get about the same excitement uh, as that coming off this thing. So it is a nice ride, but man, you know, it, if you try to compare it with Rise of Resistance, something like that, I mean, Rise of Resistance is phenomenal. So many animatronics, you know, so many practical effects. Um, and this has no practical effects. It's like everything is just screens and, and uh, stationary objects. Um, so it makes me wonder, you know, what, where, 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 where were these uh, dark ride components? I, for some reason, I thought for sure we're gonna get dark ride components. We got no dark ride components at all. So, you know, wasn't it originally sold as like a hybrid coaster dark ride? Am I making that up completely? No, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a hybrid coaster, you know, and this is just a, you know yeah three minute coaster like go 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 you know it's just constantly moving um no slowing down um i thought for sure we're gonna be slowing down looking at show scenes i don't know what the heck i was thinking i guess i mean um but no you don't you don't there's no slow and go there's no slowing down and looking at stuff and, and moving on at all it's just like you're constantly going like you're on space mountain that's why i thought it felt just like if you've ever if anybody's ever out there ridden hyper space mountain I felt like I was on Hyperspace Mountain. Uh, and Hyperspace Mountain is basically a space mountain where they add Star Wars effects to it. Um, lots of sounds, lots of, you know, pew pew, pew pew, and <laughs> TIE fighters <laughs> going, you know, flying in front of you and explosions and stuff. It's very similar. A lot of dynamic stuff going on with big screens. Um, but. You know, my, maybe they're obviously they're high high tech screens that are designed, uh, you know, more for the moment. But um, you know, 
if you haven't seen any of the movies, I just don't know how in the world you're going to be invested in any of this story at all. I mean, you know, this giant celestial being, these Nova, the Nova Corps making their little grid to try to stop the guy. I mean, I had to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy again to remind myself what, you know, what in the world happened in that movie. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just an odd, it's just an odd addition that, trying to to capture a little bit of marvel in a disney park uh disney world park but without saying the word marvel and you know having a throwback to um a, a, as popular as as the marvel movies as they can without that disney has the ability to use you know if you're not familiar with the contract that they did there's like a couple of pages of characters they that are a no-no they can't touch and that's when Disney like went deep, uh, you know, deep into their uh, into the list and like started picking out names of stuff that 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 you know Universal didn't care about, like this Guardians of the Galaxy and and Ant Man and <laughs> and uh, who who would have thought who in the world would have thought there'd be a Moon Knight? I mean, who's this Moon Knight guy? But anyway. <laughs> They're like finding like the deep, the deep, deep cuts, you know, and making theories and, and movies based on these things. Um, but yeah, it, it was just, it's just an odd thing. If you're not a super fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't even know how you'd be invested in any of this backstory. Um, they, I wish they would have had like a, can you, you know, grab my Black Les Paul moment, but there really wasn't anything like that. that <laughs> You know, and there's no shocker uh, emblem, you know, being thrown or anything by Groot or anything. So it's hard for me to get excited about it. I don't I don't actually know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, yeah. So did you enjoy it, I guess, other than the fact that it's a, a very esoteric franchise that Disney what's, is what's doing? What's your grade? Yeah. Oh, uh, we go, what scale are we giving? Yeah. Like pay to F. Oh, I would give it a solid uh, B minus. B minus. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I I was I was mildly unsure if you said B minus or E minus. <laughs> oh, I know it. it <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's hard to be too jaded when I know that they put a lot of um, thought into this new technology. This coaster is pretty, very interesting poster um i I read something today and i kind of agree with it it's like once i wrote this technology um it's gonna be hard for me to write any you know poster that faces straight from now on i mean (laughs) now that i know they can do this you know um it's really tough but you know the fact they can spin back back and forth from scenes to scenes is is uh it, there's so much potential there. I just wish they would have done it with something a little bit more, um, I don't know, universally accepted. Maybe make a dark ride out of it. You know, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much they could do. But um, anyway, uh, it makes me nervous that they they think there's such a thing as a family coaster. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't get how this is going to be a family coaster. I mean, like I said, I've already. There's already one person that that checked out and she never wants to ride it ever again so um it's still intimidating and you know enough that i don't see how they 
they ever once thought that this was going to be a family coaster, but you know, it's definitely no Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, I, I actually don't know that I have any questions. It'll put a smile on your face. I mean, everybody says it's fun. It's definitely fun. Um, especially, you know, with the music component. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's fun. But man, is it, is it like two to three hour fun? I don't know, man. That's like, can you, I couldn't imagine if you're waiting in that long a line for this thing. That, uh, that's tough because you have here you have Velocicoaster just across the town you know it's probably about a 60 minute it's been running at about a 60 minute wait and the Velocicoaster was so I mean it's like one of the best coasters ever made uh, I'm not even talking about because it's Jurassic Park it was just a phenomenal coaster um, how they themed everything it's got two launch cycles um, it's just an amazing amazing coaster and then so it's really hard to compete i think uh plus hagrid's is over there i mean hagrid's has so many different show scenes that you slow down on um you know hagrid's has you looking at show scenes and and uh interacting and uh you know hagrid's is still i think hagrid's is kicking its butt you know as far as i'm concerned um animatronics you know happening I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Disney obviously picked the path and just stuck with it. Well, Disney didn't necessarily pick the path. They only had one real option. Yeah. Based I mean, on the fact of the, the Marvel contract. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were so head headstrong about adding something. One they of needed Marvel something. Movies. They wanted something Marvel. They own the franchise. So they're like, all right, we're just going to force this in. Yeah. Yeah. I know they're dying to put a Black Panther in Epcot. I think that just, I just think they couldn't figure it out legally how to make that happen. Um, I think, I mean, they could have done like Wakanda. The same thing we're looking at right now would have been Wakanda, and then, but then they couldn't have done, I don't think they could have done any of the characters at all. So it would have been just Wakanda and with no, <laughs> nothing from the movies. So I don't know. This one, at least they were able to put the characters in there. But man, it's just, I don't know. I think, I think it could have been so much more. <laughs> um, but it's going to be in the front of the park, man. It's going to be popular, popular ride. Okay. Well, Jeff, I appreciate the review. Annie, do you have any questions for Jeff before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think I asked everything I wanted to ask, and that was a thorough telling. If nothing else, I'm I'm glad there's something that's going to eat up a lot more crowd than Ellen did, so. Yeah, good point. Always, I'm always here for crowd eaters, so <laughs> hopefully yeah. people love it, even if I don't. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, with that being said, we are going to wrap up the show this week. Thank you all for joining us. But before we get out of here, we're going to tell, have each of our people tell you where they could be found on the interwebs. So starting with you, Annie, are you okay? Uh, you can see if I'm okay or not on Instagram at djphobc. Jeff, what about you? 
<laughs> you can find me on at Braindew, B-R-A-I-N-D-E-W. Um, I'm private, but you can just ping me if you want to follow. But also I wanted to add that um, I think what I was another rerun that we totally forgot about was on the series What's Happening. Um, yeah, that was the rerun I was thinking of. Okay. I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. You can find all of us on Facebook and Twitter at the Mickey dudes. And you can find us on Instagram at the Mickey dudes podcast. Thank you all for joining us this week. And we will see you all next week. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.